Okay. Well, hi, Graham. Hey, Matt. <laughs> how's, that how's it going? Strangely perky. No, I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Str- strangely perky. That's. I've got that's a nice warm me. mug of not Nuka Cola. Um, mm. They're just a, like a ginger tea, so I'm ready to go. I'm um, drinking a zero calorie carbonated water beverage that tastes like cream soda. Hmm. It's actually delicious as far as like zero cal pops go. I'm actually a little addicted to them. I mean, so. cream soda is pretty great. Well, yeah. Uh, we we went we stopped by Bulk Barn and they had about I don't know fifty cans for seventy five percent off. Oh wow! And my wife just bought them all. Hey, that's good. Not all of cream soda, luckily. But okay. Uh, yeah, I've been like normally we get like a case, and up at our grocery store it's like pretty expensive. Okay. Because you know it's healthy or whatever, and like it it'd be bad if I had two in one night because it's like oh so much money but these are like 30 cents a can i've been down like six a day nice but it's water so it's healthy <laughs> yep yeah um yeah so i guess we could talk about um the game oh, actually, about. yeah actually one quick thing i've been playing ori and the will of the wisps that's Have the you heard sequel of that game? correct it's a sequel that's to ori and the blind forest have yes. you ever played that uh i have watched a friend play it for an afternoon Okay. And I and I don't know that I would enjoy it. But Okay. Go ahead. I love the game so far. Okay. It's cool. just this incredibly fluid experience. Like they really improved the combat and it's just oh, like, cool. I just a joy to play. So I've cool. been uh, I've been quite enjoying it. I have, I have to make a confession, Graham. I'm doing something I've never done before right now. Okay. So my wife and I are moving into a new apartment and like the computer area is right next to like where she sleeps and she's a light sleeper. So I've used the modern technology we have with my wired, my wireless headset and I am at the other end of the home currently playing a video game, but I don't think it will distract me because I am playing the amazing Spider-Man two, which is the PS2 uh, one. No, no, no. This is for PS4, Graham. Uh, of, this is the video game movie of The Amazing Spider-Man 2, starring... I didn't even know that was a thing. You didn't know that was a thing? Oh, man. Andrew Garfield. But it's interesting because they didn't get the... They didn't get, like, the... What's the word? Rights? Likeness, likeness rights. Okay. To any, to any of the actors. So, like, Peter Parker... <laughs> okay. Peter Parker is, like, a fat guy. Um... Yeah, none of them look the same. Anyways, I'm just swinging around the city looking for collectibles, so I don't think it'll distract me. But okay, um, I wanted to be open and honest about that. So yeah, cool. Well, with that admission, <laughs> I, confession. I guess we can uh, we can break open the the game Vault. conversation. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's do it. Hit hit the theme song, Graham. I was kind of hoping you'd do something there, but yeah, like a like a bam. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to the Velvet Room Review. Uh, I'm Matthew, and I'm Graham. And this evening, uh, in your earbuds, we will be discussing. Uh, a lovely game 
called Fallout New Vegas, mm -hmm. uh, which was released, of course, last decade. <laughs> uh, we do play modern games occasionally. We do. I think I think we have a healthy balance. We of, do. Like, like we played God of War. We played Spider Man. Uh, um, Outer Wilds. Yeah, Outer Wilds. I was like hot off the press. Yeah. And then we got a couple coming up for the summer of Nintendo that are pretty recent. So I think we're I think we do a good job of trying to yeah. keep it balanced. You know. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, the, Fallout's a, a fan favorite of fans of video games, and uh, yeah, it's I mean, a game I hadn't I had not actually uh, fully played, and so I wanted I uh, had some trophies on it when I rented it back in 2012, uh, and I said I want to get the trophies, so I convinced Graham to let us play it for the podcast, mm -hmm. and he obliged. It like it's a game I've been. I've heard a lot about it over the years. Like, I've heard that it's a very good game, like a good role-playing game. And mm -hmm. um, I've seen most of, like, uh, a YouTuber I watched, he did, like, a full playthrough of Skyrim and okay. Fallout 4. So, okay. like, I'm, I'm fairly familiar with the Bethesda way. Um, so... And, like, Bethesda-style games. Right. So, this is this your first follow? This would be... Gosh, I played a little bit of Fallout Three back in the day, but uh, this would be this is the first Fallout that I beat. Okay. Um, but otherwise, my my exposure to Fallout's been only through like Fallout Four. Okay. Um, okay. Are you familiar with the Fallout games? Uh, well, I, pl I played all of Fallout Three, and I platinumed okay. that. I did all the DLC, and I did play Fallout Four uh i have not played like the originals of course because those came out like when i was those fresh are pretty old womb. so i own them i own them so do i because steam sale uh i think back when i signed up for like gog oh yeah um they gave them away for free now so. it's it's interesting to note Graham, that you said um that you're familiar with bethesda games but technically I don't know if I would qualify this as a Bethesda game, because uh, no, although it's published by Bethesda, it's actually developed by the original creators and developers of the Fallout franchise. Yeah, Obsidian Entertainment, correct? That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, and um, uh, oh my gosh, my train. I have actually played one other game by Obsidian. I think Pillars oh, okay. of Eternity. I don't recognize it. I remember what I was gonna say. Okay. What I was going to say was that it shows, actually, the the difference between the two studios. Um, I mean, it's been a while since I played Fallout 3, like five years. But uh, it's mm -hmm. very it's very striking. Like, the the best way I could explain it is, like, the, a, lot of, a lot of people will, like, use a cliche saying of, like, this game's all about choice, right? Mm -hmm. And I would say, like, Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 is a lot about that. Like, hey, you've got a choice between these options here. But Fallout New Vegas is, to me, all about you, the character, and the ways in which your abilities, your special abilities, or your skills, and how you build your character, uh, they come into play so often into how you can resolve um, conflicts or issues. Okay. Um, like, I built a character that was uh, high intelligence high medicine, high repair, um, those types of things. And I often 
not every time, you know, but I often was able to use those skills to uh, you um, access unique dialogue options. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, and and I really appreciated that and just how I kept coming in uh, every now and again to say, oh yeah, your character knows a lot about medicine and can either get this small benefit or this big benefit and uh, save a lot of time on this quest or that quest or whatnot. Um, and I don't recall that being the case as much in Fallout 3 and certainly not as much in Fallout 4. So it, uh, I quite enjoyed that aspect of this game. Yeah, no, that's neat. It is like it lets you kind of develop your character in the way that you want them to or in the way that you desire to interact with the world. Um, and like you're saying, it does give you perks. Um, it kind of reminds me a bit of Shadowrun Dragonfall. Yes, absolutely. Because um, it's got a similar kind of, like if you've got a high enough stat, you can access a certain route or if you're a, a certain kind of person, like if you have a certain perk, you can access certain things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like even, did you get Edie? No, I did not. Oh, really? No, I, I uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I, I was the mister, but. Because okay. uh, you have to have a repair of 65 or greater to get her. Uh-huh. Or get like some certain parts and stuff. Yeah, you gotta go running around. Yeah, and so like I got a, I got, I had put a lot of points into repair at that point. So I had, um. I, it didn't take me too long to get her, and so she was my companion for most of the game. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Because um, she's one of the, um, one of the, uh, like, a robot companion. So yes. she, so you can actually have two companions. One of, if one of them's a robot. And one of them's human, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, like, there's definitely, like, in the game, I feel, is a lot about choice. Like, I was... Um, surprised at how many, like it really wants you to make alliances and stuff. Oh, that's cr- um, nuts. <laughs> yeah, like right off, like not right off the bat, but pretty soon into the game, you get the choice to ally yourself with like one of seven groups. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. I've heard a lot about games like this where you can replay, but it really gives you the option to role play however you f- see fit. Yeah, there. There are definitely like major and, and minor factions, mm-hmm. but but and so there's like three maybe three or four major factions, but then there's at least like seven or eight I would say minor factions that, in some capacity or another, tie into the main quest line. So um, it it was a really interesting take of like, this is what a post-apocalyptic world will be like where there's no you know centralized government it's just all these people kind of got together and just stay together and have you know form their own cultures and whatnot so um that was that was a really neat uh thing that i think struck me more in this than perhaps fallout 3 um mm-hmm. yeah fallout 4, fallout 4 had of course had a couple of like the major factions but i don't remember a lot of the, the minor characters and what or the minor types but um yeah yeah and and this game has actually four different uh i guess main quest pathways that you can, yeah that you can choose kind of halfway into the game um you know you're you you can make some choices to um 
Yeah, like you're trying, you essentially, like the path of the game is you you start out and you're making your way to New Vegas. And that's a good chunk, like that's a chunk of the early game. And then you get to the, the Vegas Strip and you've, at that point, you've learned about a couple of the factions and you learn about the rest of them there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're, at that point, it's kind of the uh, the turning point in the game where you decide to a certain extent, which factions you're going to ally yourselves with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that, like, I I barely made contact with a couple of the factions. Like, I I only met the Brotherhood of Steel briefly. Um, what did you do to them, Graham? Uh, I let them live. <laughs> okay. Um, that was actually, that was an interesting part for me, is that um, I initially was going down the house route, Mr. Uh-huh. House. Yeah. Um. And then it got to the quest where it's like, oh, I need you to kill the Brotherhood. And I'm like, okay, but so at that point, my companion for most of the game had been um, Veronica. Oh, I love her. Yeah, she's great. Um, And she's a Brotherhood. I'm like, I I don't really want to do that. So I'm like, nope, I'm not uh, not going with House anymore. I'm going with Yes Man. Um, And I decided to spare the Brotherhood. Okay. So... Yeah, it's um, it's interesting how it it really makes you, it really wants you to care about the world. Like it's like, if you have like if you give it the option, it will tell you like a whole lot of stuff about the world. Ah, oh, the the like tutorial area, Good Springs. I was consistently shocked about how much everybody had something to say. Like the the lady in like the the bar or whatever the, mm-hmm. the the tavern keep lady yeah um she like I you could just keep asking her stuff like what do you think about this what about this what about that and it's like I couldn't believe how much like this this one off character had to tell me about the world and they and they do a really good job with the dialogue and and making the world feel uh, fleshed out with opinions and um like uh differing differing opinions on the factions right um yeah everyone has their own piece to offer mm -hmm. i would say i would say the weakest part of the factions is just how like the ncr and the uh the legion are so like uh, i guess cliche or like one-dimensional and uh they don't really i i think like so the NCR is basically like a, a democratized government. Mm-hmm. It's like a new, yeah, like a military. It's it's the new America, right? They're they're trying to reform the Republic, and uh, of the United States, and then the Caesar's Legion is just like this dictatorship that's like, like comically evil. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, they they crucify people. Yeah, um, like obviously they they are, they are, recreating what they think the Roman empire look like but like you as the player it's just like these like you're introduced to them they just slaughter a whole town and it's like why would anybody side with that right like instead of focusing on like ideological um differences they just said like ncr good caesar's legion really bad and i didn't find that overly compelling uh as of like a choose between these two Right where I feel like if they had kind of focused more into like the systems of government or the efficiencies rather than like just 
have this, the Legion be like this murderous cult. Uh, mm-hmm. It would have been made for a more interesting or more difficult like choice come the midway midway point of what to do. Yeah, and like the NCR is also like you, like you do find a few more chinks in the armor as you go along, but because mm-hmm. um, they're a slow moving organization and all that stuff, but like even partway through the game where you visit Caesar's Legion, everyone's super hostile towards you. Mm-hmm. And like the NCR is always extremely welcoming. So, th- so there is even that kind of disparate of like how you're treated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know if there was like an, ad- I, I don't want to put there as an agenda or anything, but it, like it's, yeah, like there's there's definitely like you get to see the good and the bad of the NCR, but you don't really ever see the good of the Legion, right? Um, and because they're just a band of marauders, right? Did did you ever have like an in depth conversation with Caesar? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like as part of the one quest. Yeah, I just did that part last night. Um, I was kind of going back and replying to sections that I had missed. Okay. Um, and I have to admit, like. I'm like, this Caesar guy, like, I don't, he's saying a lot of stuff I kind of like. <laughs> as okay. weird as it sounds of, like, of, like, how the NCR is, like, yes, it's a democracy, but how effective is it really? And, like, he said something akin to, like, the democracy, it's democ- uh, democracy is more a weakness than it is a uh, strength because it's not an effective form of government in this style of, um, of world, like the post-apocalyptic world, right? And... Yeah. Um, and like, not necessarily that I agree with everything we say, but he, he was making some compelling points and he seemed like when I was talking with him, it's like, okay, this is an intelligent, intelligent, reasonable, like critical thinking man who I could like see my character believing in and following, but of everything up until that, it's just like Caesar bad, right? Yeah. Of like you just hear everybody has a negative opinion because of like the slavery and, and the pillaging and all of that. And it's like, if they just kind of lean, I don't know, leaned more into. I don't yeah. Know. There's, there's never, I don't know. I didn't, I never really got the sense like, um, like if Caesar's Legion was like a sense of justice or they're doing this out of a sense of idealism, kind of like the brotherhood. Mm. Um, it's less like you don't really get that from even I'm trying to think of the, the man who burned down the town, like the oh, first, Volpus? yeah, the first man you meet. Yeah. I don't think he was ever, I don't remember who was like, we did this for a purpose. He basically said they're all corrupt and like mm-hmm. evil and stuff like that. Um, but it's interesting. Cause like, see when I'm when talking with Caesar, he, he does like talk about like, yes, I'm a dictator, but it's, but like, I'm doing it for the common good, which I thought was really ironic because like uh um because obviously he's not <laughs> right like um like you look around and, and just oh, there's all these dead people or these slaves in his camp and it's like this it, it's like yeah it's, it's his idea um, of the greater good right um that's a good way of putting it right so it's like it, it is it is a little bit of a uh, like a a commentary on okay democracy versus dictatorship which is actually you know the better form of government and i think at the end of the day the answer is 
they both have their problems. Uh, particularly when you have, you know, a dictator who's a murderous psychopath. Yeah, it's a bit of an issue. Yeah. Every now and again, probably. But, um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed my, my conversation with him. So I haven't, uh, I ended up going with house, uh, my first okay. run through of, uh, the end now because of my trophy addiction, I, uh, I did use like a, a roadmap to like, because, because there are four different endings. It's like, there's four different sets of trophies for each, uh, path you want to take. So, um, I followed this like optimized guide of like, do these side quests before doing this mission and such. So I did a lot of the, like, um, the boomers, the brotherhood, the great con quest lines, probably ahead of where I would have gotten them naturally. Yeah. So by the time I got to Mr. House, like I had, I had done pretty much um, everything I needed to do. But uh, I went with Mr. House first because I felt like, uh, although I didn't like Mr. House, he knew what he was doing, and I, I, I was very um, attracted to that kind of like, oh, this guy's got a plan, and and he's been thinking about it a long time, so I'm probably in good hands here. Uh, and it felt kind of nice to kind of like uh, surprise the Brotherhood at the end. Not gonna lie, or not the Brotherhood, sorry, the NCR. Hmm. So that being said, I did have to blow the Brotherhood up, uh, which yeah. I did. I did feel bad about, but uh, I didn't uh, go talk to Veronica after. So <laughs> I just reloaded my save <laughs> once I was all done with that that run through. So yeah. But uh, after after doing the Mr. House run through, I also did the Yes Men uh hmm. run that's pretty as well. fun so um yeah so i'm just i'm currently working through the dlc before i tackled the ncr and uh legion, legion. stuff so yeah um i agree with you about the house like if i didn't have to kill the brotherhood i probably would have gone with the house mm-hmm. because yeah like it's one of those things where I might not agree with his methods, but I think he's got the most ability. Um, I've actually been reading a lot of... Um, have you ever heard of the Mistborn trilogy? The what, sorry? Mistborn. It's uh, a book series by Brandon Sanderson. I'm not familiar. Okay. Well, it's... um, The kind of central conceit of the story is that there's a like a large kingdom that's been ruled by a, a practically immortal being... Um, that's like oppressing the people and he's um he's uh like um yeah like and the whole story is about a rebellion to overthrow the lord ruler but there's an idea of is this like is this going to be a good thing if we mm. do that or not right um it, like it it gets into it a little bit later but um the idea, it's a story I've seen a couple times in some movies and shows and stuff about, like, um, should we should we trust the person or should we let the person rule even if they're being oppressive be, because they're providing stability? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So, or if they're protecting from something greater, like, like with Caesar's Legion. Well, that's an interesting thing about, like, science fiction where you have, like, the idea of, like, an immortal emperor, right? Like... Like, think Star Wars or, like... Did you ever read Aragon? The Aragon books? I don't remember them. Okay. 
but like uh where they're they basically like you said they they are immortal they won't die right um and and part of the issue with dictatorships from my understanding of history at least is that when they die their replacements are generally not you don't know what you're going to get necessarily right yeah and so that's why democracy in some theories is the, the the better form because you we we the people get to choose our next leader and if they're a bad leader you can kick them out where in obviously dictatorship you only get that through military revolution and then you've just got a new dictator yeah. right and so that idea of there is no stability in a dictatorship really at least nothing more than a handful of decades right before there's chaos again yeah it's in, uh, in... tenuous yeah absolutely and yeah, so each form of government provides a certain kind of stability and a certain yes. kind of freedom but only for so long right mm-hmm. um except for i guess that's the i do like what mr house is that they don't really ever mention like how he's alive we just know he's still alive and he was back you know he he was here before in the old world well you um, you went through the yes man quest though didn't you well i i you find out eventually but not i don't recall ever talking with mr house specifically about like himself about like how are you here okay um I did get the chance to talk with him. Um, I'm not sure. I, maybe it was just additional dialogue. Or like, did you did you kill Mr. House? Eventually I did, yes. Yeah. So like you see what he becomes of him. I, I felt a little bad about that, to be honest. Yeah, that was pretty rough. But... Um, yeah. But like he was essentially trying to save Vegas. That was his goal. And so he created uh, like a computer program that could... Um, shoot down the missiles and all of them got just shot down except for like one. Yeah. Um, and so that's why he had to go into like a, a stasis for a hundred years or something and then start rebuilding. Right. I remember him talking about that. I guess what I was more referring to is like, he's like, you meet him essentially as a man in the screen. Mm -hmm. And I guess I don't recall him saying like, I've got a physical form or something like that. Like his, his, yeah, what his physical form is or what he actually is is I I remember it being a little ambiguous. Mm-hmm. But and, and and it is kinda like it kinda reminded me of like like a Wizard of Oz type thing. <laughs> of just, like yeah. Like this this big green thing in the sky and then behind the curtain is this frail old man. Uh except in this case he's super frail. Yeah. So yeah. It's basically on life support. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and it was I don't know why, but it was a little hard to kill him. Oh, actually, you know what I did first? I disabled him, uh, to see if he would say anything, but uh, he didn't. So then I killed him. I thought he says something if you uh, let him, like if you let him come out of the the tube thing. Yeah, you could talk to him for a little bit, and and then I think I said to him like, "Well, I won't kill you. I'll just like I'll just disable the, your interface," and he kind of weakly says he thought he'd rather die. Yeah, because he would be dead in a year anyways because now he's contaminated. Right. And then uh, after that, he won't talk to you anymore. He just was like, I have nothing more to say to you. Yeah. And then I, yeah. But uh, it's yes. interesting because it's like, it's again, it's that like juxtaposition of like, it's you, you, we felt like this is a strong guy or this strong figurehead. And, and he is. He's got the intelligence and the, and the preparation and the cunning 
but physically he's not no um whereas like caesar is physically and mentally cunning and and intimidating and powerful so but he's not immortal that's correct but he could be if he had mr house technology <laughs> which that would be bad that would be bad yeah so it's it it does kind of the game does force you to approach these kinds of quandaries and i think that's something that it does well yes i would agree um there there's a lot of choices a lot of chances for you to be a hero or to be a not a villain but to not do a good thing mm-hmm. um or even to do like morally ambiguous things like um did you do the one there's a one quest where you go down into a vault that's got all of the plants. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it's one. got the... And you, at the end, you kind of have the choice to of what you're going to do with the data. If you destroy it or if you um, retrieve it and give it to the doctor and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I Like, one of Veronica's quest lines, you can use that data to convince... I think to convince the Brotherhood elites that there's stuff worth out in the world or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So, um, unfortunately, that was that was a quest I bugged uh, somehow. Hmm. Um, the game. I'll get in, maybe I'll get into my technical issues with the game. Yeah, but, we should probably do that. Yeah. Um, but um, there's a lot of opportunities for you to have these interesting moral quandaries where you can learn. I guess more about who you are as a person or what your ch- values are a person or gives you an opportunity to role play a character. Mm-hmm. Um, like my character was often fairly direct. Um, uh, and like, oh, but I also was like, uh, I also buffed speech to a mm-hmm. hundred by the end. Oh, so um, good. yeah. Um, so she was able to, um, talk her way into, into and out of a lot of situations. So, yeah, it's, um, uh, there definitely is kind of a path for violence, a path for talking. Mm-hmm. I'd say like either you solve an issue through violence or you solve an issue through speech or you solve an issue through bartering. Um, one thing I did appreciate though with speech is that some of the speech conversations can be very aggressive like right. it's not always placating, placating. I placating, people. Like there was one conversation that I had, and I was like, oh, "Okay, I have this. I have the option for speech," and I chose it. And he's just like, "F you." <laughs> no, Siri. <laughs> That's the best thing that ever happened in this podcast. Oh my god, it happens like every day. It's been happening more and more often. I think it happened last episode. Oh, that was great. I don't know. Like, what can I do? I have my iPad sometimes like halfway across the room. She's and Siri always listening. Still picks it up. <laughs> and then when I want her, I can't like, I'll be like, hey, hey, hey. And it's just not picking it up at all. This is, uh, this is, Graham, this is great marriage training. <sighs> sometimes they can't hear you at all. Sometimes they hear everything you say. I'm married to my smartphone. <laughs> I'm of that generation. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. that was great. Uh, yes. Anyways, um, we're talking about speech. 
yeah, how like sometimes different speech options can can still be negative, even if it's like you don't always you get your way, but it's not always in a good, nice way. Right. Yeah. Um, which I think Fallout Four generally, well, Fallout Four like you had the ability to like intimidate or like calm people, so mm-hmm. I think they broke it up a little bit more distinctly. So. Oh yeah, because Fallout Four, you had like um, almost like the different directions were different reactions you could take. That's right. Yeah, they kind of uh, boiled it down to like four. Yeah. Options. Yeah. So there's a little bit more customization on the, like the micro level, mm-hmm. but uh, on the macro level of like a conversation flow, like you could influence how your character kind of reacted to a situation, but the situation would turn out very similarly regardless of the uh, attack you took. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, a brief tangent. but um, That's okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess I would like to talk a little bit about the technical troubles that okay. I had. Uh, um, I would love to, yes. Go so ahead. So <laughs> I played on PC. Okay. Um, I think I'm having some troubles with my video card, I'll be honest. Because mm, um, I've been having weird... Oh uh v-sync issues but it took me two to three hours to get the game running well enough that i could play it without complaints which is not Um, good which was not great was not um like i had to apply i had to to learn about the modding scene oh boy to be able to apply a patch to the game so that it didn't stutter every two seconds um and then but i guess on the flip side of that i was able to apply a couple extra patches that made the experience more enjoyable for me okay like Um, patches i added or like a tweak so that i couldn't target my companions and vats okay okay so because because that's great (laughs) because then i can tap vats as i'm going through the environment and i'm not about going to target ed with an attack ah okay okay, Um, i see i I think that was the only one i really used but um there was there's a there's a ridiculous modding scene for the game as well yep so um but maybe as a result of that my game did crash once an hour oh yeah yeah okay now thank oh that was another thing i um disabled was i Disabled a pause after quick saving. There's like a mandatory three second pause after you quick save uh, that okay. you can you can disable and it has no adverse effect. Okay. Um. So I did that. So I was able to save more often, and I did like something else to skip stuff in the title screen, so I didn't have to see it every time I booted up. Right. Um. Anyways, um, the game did crash at least eight times. It was, uh, it was, it was to the point where it was like, okay, it's been an hour. The game crashed. I guess it's good for me to stretch my legs. (laughs) Like it was, it was a regularly anticipated event. Oh, break time. Yeah. Essentially. Get the the coffee. Um, so, and there were a couple times, there was one memorable time where a character, uh, was stuck in the floor. Um, uh, he was just a guard. So it was just kind of funny. Um, Honestly, like I'm trying to remember if there are anywhere other technical. It was mostly just the crashing and the frame rate stuff, because it took me like 
a few hours before I was able to even play the game in a reasonable light. Mm. So, but you had some technical issues. Um, yes. Well, I mean, this game has a bad reputation for it being super buggy. Um, and like on the Wikipedia gram, like I was, I was doing some wiki reading for some quests. Okay. Sue me. You know, sue me. But oh, like, there's a lot of bug quests. Honestly, Graham, every single Wikipedia page had a bug section and like at yeah. least like 10 or 12 different bugs like per quest. It was kind of ridiculous. Anyways, um, I wasn't really having that many issues like uh, early in the game. Um, but then I made the decision to buy the DLC. Okay. And after installing and rebooting the game after purchasing the DLC, I noticed a significant increase in bugs. Interesting. Um, like before installing DLC, my game never crashed. The the session after I had installed it, like I had major problems, and I was really worried that I had like pooched myself, like mm. like like major frame rate issues, like two frames a second. Oh gosh. Um, like uh, crashing between uh, loading screens, um, like really bad. And every once in a while, I would need to just reset the game to get out of those types of issues. Yeah. So, um, I probably didn't have issues like every hour, but you know, every other play session, I might have some reason to reboot or, or save and quit or whatever. So, um, but yeah, it's it's a pretty buggy game. Yeah. And I mean, to their credit, uh, I heard this online. I'm not sure if this is 100 accurate. I didn't, I didn't double check, but they did make this game in 18 months. That's w- ridiculous. Which is if... ridiculous. Um, it's a year and a half, man. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, they uh, are using they're using the Fallout 3 engine. Yes. So that helps a bit, and they're mm-hmm. probably able to reuse some of the assets, but still, that's that's a lot of work. It is. It's uh, yeah, I can't even imagine. But um, I think Bethesda has a reputation for having buggy games, but they do. Yeah. Um, not without reason, I'd say. Like. Yeah, I saw a lot of evidence of that in, like, the Fallout and Skyrim Let's Plays that I saw. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, it's, I guess that's just the way it is. I guess, did, um, they must have, like, licensed it out to Obsidian to make the Fallout, uh, the Fallout game. Yeah, I'm not sure how it happened. I have to look more into the history of that, because I don't think they, they don't own Obsidian, or do they? No, I don't think so. I think Obsidian's a third party because they they put out the Outer Wilds, not the Outer Wilds, Outer Worlds. Gosh. Oh, Obsidian did that, eh? Yeah. I did not know that. I might need to check that game out. I think it was on sale recently. Yes, that's but, correct. Uh, I've got so much to play. I gotta stop buying games. <laughs> Take my cards away, Graham. Uh, I've actually I've been like doing fairly well this year and not buying more games than I'm playing. So. I I was doing great. Like March, April, and then May hit, and I'm just like, all right, I've I've finished off like 11 games in my backlog. <laughs> Time to go buy. <laughs> and and, <laughs> and in my defense, there has been a sale on the PlayStation Store every single day this year. It has been nonstop sales. Yeah. And I can't help but buy it. I can't help it. Oh, uh, I forgot to put the Persona Dancing games on my backlog. So. I've oh, bought I bought like six games this year then. So, yeah, it's yeah, probably I, more. I haven't I haven't been updating my backlog because, honest, 
honest to goodness, like with Epic and mm. everything, like I just, I haven't been able to keep up. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Uh, little side note. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to platinum persona three dancing and whatever it is. No, you have, you have to play a cup, like a, a good handful of missions on all night difficulty. Yeah. And I just can't do it. I'm awful. It's, so. I, I find with on the all night, I was going to say all night, different, very different franchise. Um, it's the ones that mess me up are like the double hits, like, or not the double hits, the, like where you do left and right at the same time. Yep. Simultaneous kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're angled. Yep. Those ones, yep. I can't, my brain can't process them. Yeah, and they just, they, they throw so much crap at you. It's redonkulous how much is on the screen at one time. Sorry. I don't, uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to oh, do it. But you, you heard, like I told you right about the, like the, the color thing. Like how the, um, the colors of the rings correspond to whether the notes are on a, like a square beat or not. Um, I I remember you telling me about it. I don't really understand what you mean, but like um, basically, uh, if a if a beat is um, like on like let's let's say it's like a four four time. Like, do you how much music theory do you know? Um, you know like how do you know like four four time? Like, there's four beats in a bar. Graham, you... I didn't go to a fancy art school. I went to grade eight in music class and i never took music class again so okay um so let's say like it's a one two three four one two three four Uh beat the notes that are on the beat like the one two three four are going to be i think they're light colored apologies to listeners who have no interest in this but music interest okay um so so the ones that are like on the beat, like one, two, three, four, they're going to be light colored. Even if it's like one and two and three and four end, those ones are going to be light colored. But if it's a syncopated beat, which means it's like off the beat, like a one, two, three, one, two, three, like, um, uh-huh. those ones are darker in color, the rings. So you the can rings. tell... Like the like the ring like you know how there's a note that travels, but there's also a ring that expands at the same time. Uh huh. <laughs> so so if you look at the color of that ring that's expanding, the dark ones are on like like. If but what does of, that matter? It it allows you to know whether the notes coming up are going to be off the rhythm, like so you, like you want to react to them differently. Um, huh. <laughs> That's super so. technical. It- it's, it's something that blew my mind when I noticed it. I'm trying to think of like a, like there's the persona for like, da, 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 dum, dum, da, 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 dum. <laughs> so like the da, 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 dum, those are all on the beat, but the da, 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 like that, that one note in the middle there, that's kind of off the beat that would be a different color than the ones that are on the beat uh-huh, uh-huh. and so that way you can you know that they're going they're not going to be on the beat so you can react accordingly huh it, very interesting it it made a difference for me 
and hopefully makes a difference to the to the two people who are lit the one the um, who are listening and also <laughs> play the persona dancing games i'm um, sorry i shouldn't have brought it up <laughs> okay tangent over I'll, I'll stop talking about persona oh, I'm, I'm and a, start talking about followed i just don't know how i'm gonna do it graham it's it's so hard and you gotta play at least like four songs and all night difficulty i can't do it can you do like some of the easy ones or some of like the the downloadable ones that are only like a minute 30 no you have to like you have to it's like those um hey watch all the songs where so and so dance together and they only dance together on all night difficulty or whatever oh can you apply a bunch of difficulty modifiers yeah but i still suck and like because you have to have them come out at fever it's and like they have of to course, come out at fever time yeah that they, they have to come out at fever time but they only come out at fever time if you're doing good enough and then well no it's you have to hit the colored you have to hit the colored no, rings you, and they have to be good enough yeah yeah okay and then like even if even if you do that right well so say so you can't get fever time okay you, you still have to clear the stage to unlock them because like once you if i clear the stage i'd unlock the character to to dance with me on lower difficulties yeah but you have to be like perfect to freaking get a stage but, clear but uh you can there's a difficulty modifier that means that you don't lose if your bar depletes but yeah but your but your score needs to be high enough to get the stage clear right oh really right yeah what's if below you get, stage clear then yeah if you get not cleared like you don't you don't do well enough to clear the song even if you have that modifier on really you you don't unlock the character interesting it's hard <laughs> and like and like i've been playing i bought uh i bought beat saber mm-hmm. uh, and i've been using my vr i've been playing the heck out of beat saber and it's just like i can't that that game too it's like you got to do so much on hard difficulty and like i i can't get the beats out of my head and and i don't like it any better and my arms are tired and oh. <laughs> <laughs> i just want to shoot something okay <sighs> so the stuff we do for trophies am i right I mean, I, I mean, we like my the, my one experience of trophy hunting was like sitting on a swing with you, in uh, <laughs> awkwardly sitting on a swing. Uh, good times. Okay. Um, okay. What game are we reviewing again? Um, Persona Five. I'm kidding. Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon. Pokemon Ruby. Pokemon new, new Johto. Hmm? <laughs> Shouldn't have taken a sip of a drink there. Um, yeah. So Fallout. Um, yes. Yeah. What else uh, is there to say? Um, Did you play on? I'm assuming you didn't play on hard code or hard. No, I played on regular. Okay. I'm trying I to did, think. I did play on hard code. Oh, okay. How was I that? I can't, I can't say the word. I'm hardcore mode. Hardcore. Um, Honestly, it was it was not bad at all. Like because you, so the, there's a trophy obviously for playing on hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? The game, uh, you could set whatever difficulty you want. So although yeah. yes, I was playing hardcore, I was also playing on very easy. Okay. Which meant the game was very easy. So <laughs> yes. Um, and I, I actually really liked it. Like it added, like a little bit of role playing to the mix. Um, okay. Of like hey make sure you're drinking enough water and you need some sleep and you need some food and th- it affected your stats 
um, if you got lower than that. So like there was major incentive to to keep track of those. So okay. it added, I think, a lot to the enjoyment of the game uh, for me. That's good. So I actually was, I wouldn't have turned it off. I did, did turn it off eventually. I wouldn't have, except the only really poo-poo thing about it was that when your companions die, they die. So um, they can die pretty quick if 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 they're not careful, and then mm-hmm. like then you're then you've lost that character forever. So whereas in non-hardcore mode, they just uh, pass out or something to that ilk. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, so after after completing the game once and getting the trophy, I, I did turn it off. But uh, Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad you can't tweak just the one. Yeah, just that one little feature. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you, did you role, you said you kind of role played a bit? Like um, with your medicine and stuff? I, I don't know if I would say I would role play. I, I just I built my character like that. Okay. I, I I tried to build a character that was able to avoid conflict because I was playing on on hardcore mode and like so okay. I built into speech. Uh, I built into medicine and repair and like lock picking and stuff like that. Um, and also like survival. So I I I didn't build into weapons beyond just regular guns. So okay. Yeah. Um, Ike tried to build kind of a sniper character. I actually modeled her after a character from Arknights. Um, like I tried to model after this one sniper from Arknights that uses like poison attacks. But um, I didn't... Build, I built her more into guns and rather than energy weapons, which would have been a better like role-playing choice. Mm-hmm. But I, I did find that after a certain point, my guns didn't feel very effective. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Like, my companions could do a lot of damage. Like, Veronica? Veronica is a beast. She's just one punch mans everything. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. And you, you see the kill cam, and it's just Veronica punching stuff. Yep. Um, Or Edie, even. Like, Edie has a laser gun. And, like, she was able to just destroy everything because it uh, pierces armor. Wow. Um, so, like, I'm chipping away with a sniper rifle, and then Evie walks up and just blasts him or hovers up. Uh, so it was, it was one of those things where the game was moderately difficult um, up until the point that I got the companions, and then it just became very easy. Yes, I, I do concur with that. Um, yeah, the first companion I, lock, I unlocked was um, Boone and uh, Novak. Okay, I don't think uh, I ever went there. Yeah, well, he's got a sniper rifle, and he just uh, he just uh, pet shots guys for literal days. <laughs> so it was it was wonderful. That's great. But yeah, um, I do have one memorable moment, like earlier on in the campaign before I got my companions. Okay, there's like a prison compound. Uh, was that with um, the powder gangers? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I did not um, do that section, but so there's essentially there's a there's a mil- there's a compound that's been taken over by um, the powder gangers, and I just had my my varmint rifle, and um, I it's actually very accurate at long distances. Okay. 
Um, so what I would do is I would tap like the trigger, uh, the bumper to go into vats, target their head, go out of vats, immediately like pull the trigger to like zoom in on them and shoot a guaranteed headshot like every time hmm. because it was so accurate at a long distance and also get the sneak attack damage because I had built my character a little bit more stealthily. Ah, okay. So cool. I was able to just kind of walk around. There's like mountains on the one side of the, on the perimeter and I was able to walk around and just snipe people from really far away. Oh, um, and then, amazing. yeah, it was, it was really cool. Um, and then I went inside like the building at the gate of the compound and there was like five guys. And so I pulled out a shotgun and was able to take care of them all somehow. I don't know how. Um, and take and get the hostage or whatever. I don't know. It was just, it was a really cool moment. I think that was, that was like a, a very memorable moment for me. Um, yeah. It's, that's, I don't generally build like a stealth character in these types of games, but I would say like, Perhaps that might be a downside to this style of game where, like, like I recently played Horizon Zero Dawn earlier this year, and mm -hmm. I played it on the, like, the hardest difficulty, and so, like, that forced me to adapt uh, to a stealth style of play. Um, whereas, like, in this game, uh, if you want to switch to a stealth-type character, it's going to take you a few levels to kind of get the necessary points to build into it yeah. right um so it's hard to I, I think maybe i would say like hard to kind of gauge play styles when you need to build into them effectively right um agreed um which... yeah like I, I had a really hard time at the beginning of the game because i was looking up guides for an hour of what stats should i put my things into to to agree with the play style that i wanted because mm -hmm. it's all very new to me. Right. Um, and like there's a lot of stats and there's a lot of perks and they're special. Yep. And how does special work in this game as compared to other games? And like there's, I felt like there's a lot up front that I just, I couldn't possibly have the knowledge of. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like I wanted, like if I had known that energy weapons would fit better with my like archetype i would have put more points into energy weapons right mm -hmm. but you don't even you just don't know that starting out right yeah nope for sure now um i i found myself often at level up time utilizing uh a perk called intense training um which allows you to spec a point into one of your special okay uh which i found very useful because um I honestly didn't feel like many of the perks felt very useful. Um, and There's so a I, few that were like, like strong back, or there was one that gave you an extra point of, an extra couple of skill points every time you leveled up. Yep, I got that one. That one was useful. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were a couple, but for the most part, like the game has a lot of perks, like a yeah. lot, like ridiculous amount, and I I didn't feel like I often needed them needed all that option all those options cool that they're there i guess but i often find myself saying all right well what perk should i take uh, I'll, I'll just get another point in luck yeah so 
Uh, I definitely I get that. Like there's there's a lot of well there and there also is some perks that, um, like one of them was, you get extra um, like a twenty five percent extra chance to hit or something in vats. Yep. But it doesn't translate into a straight twenty five percent. It's like twenty five percent of what your total would be. And so it huh. it almost doesn't it doesn't feel effectual. Right. So it went from a 25% chance to hit to a 30% chance, which means I'm still not going to try it. Right. Um so that was that was a little frustrating to me. Um There are some perks like the mysterious stranger in that like have direct influence over the game or like the strong back perk that gives you extra weight carry. What's the mysterious stranger perk? I'm not familiar. Uh basically based on your luck um when you're when you're in vats and you are close to killing an enemy but you don't quite the mysterious stranger can show up to finish the job that's so creepy so like let's say you were two hits away from killing an enemy he might sh- show up with his like revolver and shoot him dead okay this is going to be a little bit of a tangent okay but but this is this is brought something upon me when I was playing this game, I was I, I I rediscovered like this level of paranoia that I have when I play these types of games. Okay. And I to me, there's just something very creepy about 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 Fallout and just like walking through the world. And I have I have like this this innate fear of like someone's gonna walk up and talk to me and they're gonna be super creepy or something like that. Okay. In the game. And literally, Graham, as I was like kind of working this out in my brain. It happened. I I slept and I walked out of my hotel room and some guy came up and talked to me and I was like, I hate this game, I hate it. I mean, he was fine. He didn't really do anything dangerous to me. And then I never like, I don't know. It was just a, maybe it's because like that happens in Fallout Three, or or like Oblivion or something like that. I just have this like, this paranoia of like, some creepy guy is gonna come talk to me in this game. Hmm. So, weird tangent. But then it was like, it was like. Yeah, like a premonition almost of like, I fear this and it happened. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be happy about the mysterious stranger showing up. Yeah, I'm assuming he looked pretty spooky. Uh, I didn't actually take the perk, but I've okay. heard of it when I saw it. Does he talk to you or he just shows up to shoot him? Just shows up to shoot him. Oh. Yeah, so you would not be a fan, I'm assuming. How would I know he won't shoot me? <laughs> There's no way to know. One way to find out. I guess so. But um yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I found um like the general atmosphere of the game, it's very desolate. Um I mm-hmm. think especially compared to Fallout Four, where I feel like Fallout Four is extremely abundant. Um like there was I never really felt the drive to pick up everything or to um like you could pick you could look at broken houses but everything's been picked dry yeah like and it makes sense honestly yeah like it makes sense that there would only be like a handful of broken like empty tin cans in a shack right you're not gonna find like a treasure trove of of food or something because people are just barely getting by Mm -hmm. um and i felt that was really conveyed well in this game yeah and the the game definitely has like 
Like each each of the fall games has a different like. I was, I was gonna say color palette. Literally, it does have that too. Literally and 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 figuratively, right? Of like fall, fall three is very heavy on like the green and the gray. This is very heavy on like the orange, and like the the brown, like the desert, of course, right? And follow mm-hmm. follow four, I find, is quite vibrant in color, and it's it it definitely has that. It it changes the tone, uh, as you the player, so um. Definitely, for sure, I felt that as well. Um, one thing I really liked about Fallout New Vegas is that yes, they have a lot. They have a lot of quests, but they also have a lot of, I guess you can call them like errands or like sub sub quests that aren't quests, but just things that you could happen upon by by talking to people. Um, mm-hmm. Like uh, there's this one uh, thing with uh, in Novak. I, I walked into this house of somebody and just talked to them. And they're like, yeah, someone's killing our cows. Like every night at midnight, like someone just comes up and uh, decides to kill them. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'll look into that for you. Thinking like, oh, it'll be a quest. It wasn't a quest. It was just this random note of like, hey, look into who's killing all these guys' cows. And uh, and so I, I said, okay, I'll prep. And then I waited till about, you know, 1130. And then I just sat outside their fence waiting for, uh, you know, it to happen. And then 12 o'clock rolls around and nothing happens. And then like 12.30 rolls around and I still don't see anything. And then I just happen out of the corner of my eye, see, see like see like this shadow move. And it was a nightkin, which like the, the stealth enemies. Okay. It was just a lone nightkin, invisible, walking up. And I killed him. And then I picked up like this note that he had on him. It was like a poem or something about how he hates the screaming cows and the screaming cows <laughs> make him go crazy. And, and then I told the farmer like, Hey, I took care of your problem. I'm like, Oh great. Thanks. Here's some caps. I'm like, wow, what a weird thing to put in your game. <laughs> and, and, and like, I, I, it just kind of blew me away. Of like, this is a little thing. That's not a quest. It, it's, it's almost like, like how many how many people, ever experience that? Yeah. You know, um, and it, it just shows like a level of detail and uh, that they have. Um, I, yeah. I, it was neat. It was really neat. It kind of makes it feel like special and organic. Like it yeah. makes your playthrough feel. It's something that probably feel, makes you feel like you draws into the game more. Yeah, it, it's like this. It's like okay, yes, I'm not. Okay, it's like you got your mage mage quests and and your side quests, you know. But in this in this case, like you're not the, you're not a huge hero or anything. You're just a guy helping out some people, and it adds this like level of like realism, I guess. To I guess maybe not like you know invisible mutant killing mutant cows, but like this level of like everydayism almost to to your 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 playthrough mm-hmm. um, of like these people have. <laughs> things going on each and every day so and there's yeah. just so much content it's it's honestly ridiculous how much content there is yeah it's it's um i know that i barely scratch the surface yeah so. like i did i did the boomers like whole quest line mm-hmm. um and uh i did but i did very little like the brotherhood i think i i took care of the um uh gamora 
I took oh, yeah. care of that casino. Yeah, took care of them. Yep. Uh, I don't. I didn't do anything with the tops or the white glove society. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, it's. I. I could tell that like, I barely scratched the surface, but at the same time, I felt like the game's quests were fairly manageable. Like, yeah, I was concerned that my quest log was going to get like Skyrim, where yeah. there's there's literally hundreds of quests that are like Active. in your log at one time. Yep. Yep. Um. And it was different that case. Like I got to the strip and I was like, I have one job and it's to get to the strip. Yeah. Um, and like, that's the point where it expands a bit, but really like the quests are kind of as you find them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, um, it lends some credibility to the world. Mm-hmm. So, and even, even little things that try to draw you into the different quests, like, you can't just go straight into Vegas. You have to get a passport or show that you have enough money. Yes, that was cool. Um, and so right off the bat, you can align with a couple of minor factions to try to get a passport. You can steal one. You can... Um, uh, I went... I did like the Vandergraaff quest line, part of the way at least. Um, and that... Uh, I actually... Uh, one of my most memorable moments from the game was popping a stealth boy and stealing literally everything from the Van Graffs. Um, I don't know who those people are. Oh, the silver, the silver bullet. So they sell the energy weapons. Never, never ran into Oh, them. really? Yeah. They're right near the, um, the one casino, uh, slash like tavern on the, in Freeside. Like uh, right outside of the North end of the strip. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't spend too much time on Freeside, but, Okay. Yeah. How did cool. you get into Vegas then? Uh, did I? Oh, I did a. I up, up, up my science enough to eighty. I think I had to be. And then oh, okay. You can, you can fool the robots because I didn't want to pay two thousand caps. Yeah. And I well, didn't feel like doing a bunch of quests, so. You don't actually have to pay the caps. You nope. just have to prove that you have enough money to play in Vegas. Oh. But. Uh, Oops. <laughs> it's it's fine. Um, now I know. <laughs> yeah, so I, I stole all their energy weapons, and I had basically enough money for the rest of the game because some of them stole for thousands of caps. That's a genius idea. It was, it was bonkers, and I was able to like stealth around and just do 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 and take all the grenades off the shelves and all the, like plasma cutters and. You probably lost so much karma. No, I didn't actually because they're, they're not consi- they're considered like bad people. That's not how karma works. <laughs> or, or maybe it is. So. Um, huh. Interesting. Yeah, so, yeah. And I had, I was never wanting for money for the rest of the game. Um, so that's how I got into Vegas. And that that was really memorable for me. Because it's like a, okay, I'm choosing how I'm going to approach this situation. Yeah, it's a very, I'm, very unique way of handling it. Yeah. Unique there are you. some. Pardon me? It's unique to you. Yeah. 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 I think those those roadblocks like that force you to be creative. Right. How how are you going to handle this? Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me a bit of Dishonored actually. Um did you ever play that game? I did not. Uh I won't go into detail cuz we are already like fairly long in the tooth, but um what did you say about my teeth? <laughs> <laughs> um we you can um you essentially, you almost have like free reign of how you're going to get from point A to point B. 
Right. Uh, whether you're going to take like the low road and travel through the sewers or travel over the rooftops or like fight your way through the streets or um, like you have a lot of free reign about how you're going to approach a situation. And uh, there's also a little bit of role playing in like a morality sense of hmm. um, the more people you kill, the lower your morality becomes. Right. So, yeah. It, uh, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a way to, I guess, make a person choose a m- situation to put themselves in. Right. Yeah. They just, they set the obstacle and they let you, uh, decide how you want to get over mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It's, it's very, games that, that do that, I think are very well received. Like I think of like Hitman where there's like, you know, half a dozen ways to, you know, yeah. tackle tackle that problem. So, sorry, there's an ant, so I've got to take care of it. Oh, is it? Uh, it's is antagonizing it... me. Oh uh-huh, crap! <laughs> Burr. Oh, dang it! Oh, got it. Was it like a worker or like an enforcer? Uh, I don't I don't know enough about ants. Uh, it was a Fallout New Vegas reference because that's the type of antsy fight. Oh, 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 yeah. I was trying to think of a good one. It wasn't that good, but uh, <laughs> um, it's making me antsy. Oh boy, come on, Graham. Huh. Uh, I can't think of any good ants puns. You've taken them all. No, no. No. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm trying I'm, to think of one now of like I'm lifting bro- or size or mm. bite, but uh, all the characteristics of an ant. Yeah. Queen. Do ants have queens? Yeah. I thought it was bees that had queens. Ants also have. Ants also have queens. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. They yeah. operate on a similar structure. Right. We. <laughs> <laughs> so persona. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, do you have any other comments, Graham? I think we covered it fairly comprehensively, actually. Yeah. I. You want to like about this game? I've got a couple. A couple more things. Is okay. that you're just some guy. You, yeah. you you're just some guy and I like that a lot. It's just uh uh the opening's pretty strong with Benny and like Benny is set up to be like this I think they set him up very well to be like this really cool antagonist. Like he's kinda co- got a cool like a little catchphrase at the start and then he shoots yeah. in the head. And then like when you meet Benny, he's just a he's a boob. Like he, he, he <laughs> like he really is. And I'm like, that's great. That's just so good. Like you think and and the house is like I don't really care about your revenge like shut up, and that's that's perfect. It's like this classic. It's this twist in this classic tale of like revenge of like I'm gonna get the guy that wronged me, and he's yeah. just an idiot. Yeah, like that would be where the story ends. Right. But no, it's only just begun in Fallen Vegas. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. How would you how would you rate the game, Graham? Oh gosh. Um. I'm kind of thinking the Nauto. That's what I was going to say. Because, um, like, it makes you think, it makes you have to challenge, like, you have to consider what beliefs you're going to choose and what you're going to believe in, mm. what you're going, how you're going to approach a situation. And, um, like, it makes you analyze. Yeah. And Nauto is very analytical of, like, how am I going to, what's the best way to tackle this scenario? So yeah. I, I would agree with that for sure. Um, I'm assuming then you would recommend this game. 
I would recommend this game. I would recommend it also. Um, I just started playing the DLC the other night, so I'll let, I'll let you know how, how it is. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully I, it's going to take me a long time, but I'm going to 100% the game <laughs> at some point. It's exciting. Maybe in the next 10 years or so. So. Yeah, yeah, you got time. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, yeah. Graham, what are we playing next next week? Um, did we come to a decision on that? Uh, I think the I have here that we were going to do that one that one game that you did earlier that you played earlier, and I was going to play a bit of it. Oh yeah, are we still doing that? Are we doing that? We were doing. We can figure it out afterwards. But okay, yeah, sure. Uh, well, uh, we'll be back. next week's going to be a surprise to both of us. Um. <laughs> To you and us, um, but uh, there will be a game next week, next two two weeks from now. Um, yeah, it's uh, and then after that, we're starting the summer of Nintendo. Oh my goodness, it's coming up quick. I know, Graham. It's, it's I not, have not prepared enough. I know. I know. What's well, kind of my fault because we're, we're game sharing. But um, the nice well, thing is that yeah. the first one, it's like. It's like a fifteen-hour game. You'll you'll power through that sucker, no prob. Yeah, and then, yeah, there's a couple. Oh gosh, I gotta get my Wii U. I know. Like it's still at still at my folks. Um, I gotta get I gotta get my my game. My, oh my goodness, uh, we're my Wii U. We're over seventy minutes in. Yeah, no, we've been going for a while. This is like our Mass Effect level of of uh, recording. I know, and we didn't. It's something about, about we, these RPGs. We didn't talk about the game that much. No, well, no, we did talk about the game a fair chunk. Yeah. I, we only went on like a five-minute tangent about Persona this time, <laughs> and even then, that was mostly me talking about music theory. Yeah, it's true. It's all about you. I blame you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the Persona instigator. <laughs> well, I had yeah, a let's great, stop. <laughs> I had a great night, but until it next was time. Great. Until next time, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. Please uh, tell your friends because that's how we grow. And if you want to follow us, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And, uh, yeah, give us some comments, uh, some game suggestions. We appreciate them all. Uh, But until next time, have a good night. Good night.